Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, what's going on? This is the Michigan Maniac Podcast, and I am your host, Adam Brewer. Uh, before we get into this episode, let's do some housekeeping like usual. If you guys want, I have many ways of getting a hold of me. Uh, one, you can go to the Michigan Maniac Podcast fan page on Facebook. If you're older and love the Facebook, where I put everything Michigan I can possibly post. Then, if you're younger and a little bit hipper, or you just like to do the Insta, I also have an Instagram, which is the Michigan Maniacs Instagram uh, page. Just hop on there. Same thing you'll find on on the uh, Facebook. Um, also, if you guys want to leave me a message. Please, please feel free because I am going to use these throughout the season. I don't care if it's ridiculous. I may actually just have an episode every week where I just answer the most ridiculous questions possible. I don't even care if they're real. I don't care if they're serious. I don't care. I want to be entertained. I So leave wacky stuff and I'll, I'll answer it. I won't even listen to it until I play it on the show. And you can do that by simply going to whatever podcast platform you listen to. Go to the show notes. There will be a link to my podcast on Anchor. There you will be able to uh, leave a message. So please go ahead and do that. That would be awesome. Also, while you're on either uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever, even go to Instagram or go to the Facebook uh, fan page and just leave a review. A lot of guys have been doing it lately. Shout out to my buddy Brad, who just left the most recent one. Uh, It's always appreciated, especially if you do it on the podcast platforms because it gets me noticed faster. And let's face it, we want to build a crazy group of maniacs. So this season can really mean something to us. Uh, So that's really about it, guys. Uh, Oh, also the YouTube page. I will be doing that starting this week. There will be a reaction to the Michigan football game. Uh, a lot more stuff coming. Like, even I'll probably start uh, recording the podcast. Who knows? We'll see how it all works out. But we're going to start it slow and really build it. So, also look for the Michigan Maniac Podcast YouTube channel. Like and subscribe there as well. Uh, so, let's get going. This is it. This is game week, baby. Week number one. The big game pregame. God, it's been a while since I said that. I cannot fucking wait. Okay. So, a few things before we actually get into the breakdown of this game. I, first of all, I am shocked. 100% shocked at the absolute uh, obsession. I want to say this obsession of our rivals fans they are i think they obsess about us more than they actually care about their team i don't know i I, it's sickening to me because i mean listen i don't like michigan state i don't like ohio state but i pay some attention you will never see me listening 
to a Ohio State podcast, a Michigan State podcast. You'll never see me reading or spending a lot of time on their recruiting. I don't care. I'll pay attention to who their head coach is, some of the funny stuff that happens to them because they're garbage fucking uh, schools, uh, and I'll pay attention to, just to the little basic stuff. If I'm paying too much attention to them, I then I'm going to become like these weirdos. Now, here's a very good example. Now, when I talk shit from here on out about Buckeye fans, it's going to be directly to this one person. This one person now embodies every Buckeye fan I I have ever met, or not even met, just who they are as people. So, if you really want to read the uh, the full review. Please go to iTunes, look up my podcast, and in the review, you'll see a guy, I think his name is Tim Buckeye or Buckeye Tim or something stupid. He gave me a one-star review, which is fine, which I expect. And he wrote some of the most, I don't even think he made really good points uh, for a few reasons. One, he calls me a shock jock. Now, my... If, if just in the definition of shock jock, that means that I'm talking to a wide variety of people and I'm saying shocking things that will get to them or they will find shocking or get a reaction, right? How can I shock a fan base that is pro what I'm saying? So now if I was doing an Ohio State podcast and I was saying they suck or they're doing this, or whatever, that's eliciting a shock reaction. That's a shock jock. Now, Tim Buckeye doesn't understand this. He's the moron who's listening to a Michigan Maniac podcast. It says it in the title. I am very pro-Michigan. So how can I be a shock jock because you don't like what you hear, you fucking moron, you pie-faced, stupid asshole? And I'm sure Tim Buckeye has probably not... He's probably dated one or more family members. And I'm not saying like third cousins. I'm talking maybe even siblings. And that could be, you know, maybe he's hetero, uh, hetero flexible. Maybe he likes his brother or his sister. I don't know. But Tim Buckeye has dabbled his pen in the family ink. This guy is so dumb, he thinks that I am a shock jock to my own people. I'm pro-Michigan. I can't be a shock jock, you fucking moron. So, and this fool said that, oh, how dare you say this about, uh, oh, Gaddis is such a good hire. I'm obviously, uh, you know, uh, I'm not speaking, I'm not reading it word for word verbatim, okay? Uh, so anyways, uh, Gaddis isn't going to be a great hire. You guys did this once with Newmeyer, new hire, whatever the fuck that guy was that we got from Alabama a long time ago. Uh, he sucked. Gaddis is going to suck. Loxley was, Loxley's making the calls. Loxley's the head coach. Gaddis is just a wannabe or whatever it is. And you're basically, this is shock jock at its finest or something like that. It's dumb. That's why, you know, I'm not even really saying it. Uh, but if you guys want to read it, it's funny. <laughs> he gave me a one star, which is hilarious. But so Tim, fat faced, I fuck my sister, Buckeye, decides that he's going to leave that. So please go ahead and read it. Uh, it's silliness. Uh, but that's the level of obsession I'm talking about. You would never see me leave a post on any Buckeye website. 
Why would I waste my God-given time just angering myself? Why would I do that? Why don't I just go ahead and bang my head against the wall? Because that's exactly the same type of headache I would get if I listened to a pro-Buckeye podcast. And why wouldn't they be a pro-Buckeye podcast? Because they are doing the the subject matter is all about Buckeye football. So why would I do that to me? Why don't I just you know, ask somebody to have sex with my girlfriend and I can watch him do that. And then I can get mad at him and call it shock jocked fuckness because he's screwing his my girlfriend in front of me. Why don't we just do that? Why don't I just do a bunch of dumb asinine things that these people do? Like listen to Michigan State. Michigan State, from all I've ever heard, from anybody like there's one podcast that's pro Michigan and he talks a lot about Michigan State and their hatred for us. And It's true, because I guess if you live in Michigan, those guys make it known that Michigan State, one, they sound delusional. It sounds like uh, they are class one uh, in uh, denial, 100% denial. They think that Michigan State's going to beat us this year. Now, I guess it could happen, sure, right? But, I mean, I've broken it down many times, just in the Harbaugh era, how... There is more luck than there has ever been talent when Michigan State's beat us. Um, anyways, but they always talk about hating Michigan. I mean, one of them actually spent time out of his day to say that uh, this was a big deal that Shea Patterson wasn't voted captain. Captain. Um, last time I checked, I don't think we had a captain uh, quarterback since maybe Henny. So this isn't something Michigan does. Plus, he's a transfer. This is something you guys already know, so I'm just going to gloss over it. But, I mean, Shea isn't super vocal. He's more of a leader on the field. Um, Bredesen is a much more vocal, strong. He he embodies Michigan captain. Uh, Kalik Hudson embodies Michigan captain. I mean, these guys who we picked are top-notch kids who embody the the captain mentality at Michigan. So who cares if Shady wasn't... But to Michigan State, these people are so obsessed that they're just trying to be noticed by us. This is why they will always be little brother. Big brother never pays attention to little brother. Actually could care less what little brother's up to. But little brother is constantly trying to get approval from big brother. And when big brother doesn't give it, he's got to be an annoyance. Trust me, I'm a big brother. I have four younger brothers who I love very much. But yes, each one of them, when have been ignored, have done things to annoy me. That's back when we were growing up. Now we're adults and we're great friends. But that's just how it goes. Okay. Good luck, Michigan State. Stay with your stay with your obsessions with us. That's fine. Be the fu- the fucking broken up girl who always obsessively goes over your ex boyfriend's Instagram. That's fine. Read the tea leaves that way. I don't care. Also, another one, another person who really is beginning to annoy me uh, is this Paul Feinbaum. Now, I get you're a fucking SEC homer, and for whatever reason. I don't know what it was that Harbaugh did to get in your butt crack and, and uh, annoy you, but it's it's sad at this point. Because <laughs> just listen to this quote that he just recently had. 
and it's all it's up there with the shock jock comment from uh uh tim buckeye uh to me, Michigan always seems like the guy at the bar at the end of the bar that is running his mouth and then sneaks out because he know he's about to get clocked. I just don't think there is a high level of respect for Michigan. Now, with him saying this, we are the guy at the end of the bar that runs our mouth and then and then sneaks out because we're gonna get punched. What exactly is he doing by saying this? He's a guy who's on TV saying this not to Jim Harbaugh's face, not saying it to any Michigan football player's face. He's saying it in a nice desk, in a nice studio, away from everyone else so he can talk crap about us being weak and then leaving early. Well, at least the guy at the end of the bar is talking shit to the people at the bar face-to-face in person now if you if you want to believe we leave first then that's fine but what you're doing is more of a more of a pussy move than the guy at the end of the bar which i don't think we are uh i don't know why people in this industry forget that you need to build a program no one just steps in and has a program built. Oh, my fault. Urban Meyer does. Urban Meyer stepped into Ohio State and a loaded Ohio State team and then took him automatically to the top. Oh, boy. God, that was hard. I don't know how he ever did that. And I'm going to tell you, this. there's been proof this week, and I posted it on the Instagram and on the Facebook, uh, that Urban, what Urban Meyer really thinks of Ohio State. And this is is how phony he is, right? This is why he annoys me more than anything on earth. Is because he'll go on his little Fox TV show and he'll refuse to say the word Michigan. That's fine. Whatever. Uh, Play to your your so-called fan base, right, in Ohio State. Keep Keep them happy. But then you'll be at a Florida Miami game and you're going to wear Florida garb. You're going to wear a Florida shirt. I know you used to coach there. I get it. But come on, man. You're no. Oh, I thought Ohio State was your favorite place. You hate Michigan so much you won't even say her name. But then when you get a chance, you you flip sides. You are just such a phony a-hole. You just don't wear anything at all. We get you played at Florida, but I thought you loved Ohio State. I thought Ohio State was the place to be. I thought Ohio State was the one place that you always wanted to be. That's just the level of phoniness that I think Meyer is. I, I just, along with his fake illness, his fake love for whatever school he steps into. I mean, I heard this joke a million times, but it really is fitting when it comes to Urban Meyer. He is the rock band that is on tour, and all he does is say, Hey, it's great to be here in Ohio, or wherever the fuck they may be next. Um... It's just, he's just such a phony a-hole. I just can't stand him. I also heard this the other day that uh, there is a thought that the next school that he could potentially go to is now, brace yourselves, (laughs) they said Michigan. They said Michigan would be the place he could land next because out of three schools that he wanted to always coach at it was Notre Dame, Ohio State and Michigan and before he picked Ohio State he had considered the Michigan job for some reason, I don't know how this guy found this out but apparently that was the thing I would ne- first of all, I would never want him to coach our team ever, 
But then again, why would we ever, why would Michigan ever hire him? Because that's the ultimate troll job, the ultra, the ultimate top, like, uh, ace card, joker on top played move or whatever, is that an Ohio State. So just think, let's, let's play this out. Urban Meyer gets hired to coach Michigan because Harbaugh moves on or whatever. Then let's just say Urban Meyer takes us to one or two national titles. Ohio State will always and forever then own us because they will say, wow, you can't even win a national title with a Michigan man. You had to take a Buckeye. It took a Buckeye to help win a couple national titles for you sorry motherfuckers. I can't allow that. I can't live every day knowing that that is true. Couldn't do it. I mean, like I've said numerous times, this is he's going to go to Notre Dame. Uh, that was his first job ever. Holtz's son got him a uh, an assistant job there. I think he truly wants to show people that he can recruit smart kids. He doesn't always have to recruit the dummies, you know. I mean, and obviously Florida and Ohio State. Come on, uh, you know what I mean. So, I think he wants to prove something. This is going to be Notre Dame. Now. Let's get off of that, and let me double-check some notes here, see what we got going. All right, before we get to the breakdown, we're going to do big games in the Big Ten this week, and then we'll get to the breakdown of the game, which shouldn't take too long because it's Middle Tennessee State. Um, So, big games in the big, all right? We've only got a few this week because everybody's pretty much playing powder puffs, which is good. I mean, you should. I'll be honest, until two losses are welcomed into the playoff or we expand the playoff by at least two more teams, I'm not a huge fan of playing a tough team at the beginning of the season only because you really don't know what you have yet. You know, maybe, like, good example, I mean, Michigan last year, we needed we needed a game or two because we didn't look that great in the up until, what, even SMU, Western Michigan, we, we kind of looked, you know, sluggish. So I don't mind playing Powder Puffs right off the bat, especially, you know, like, oh, let's face it, Ohio State. I'm not a, I'm not a fan, but Ohio State is a perfect example why you don't want to play anybody tough, and they're not, obviously. But uh, because they have a new quarterback, new head coach, and four out of the five off starting offensive linemen this year are new. They're just starting. So you need to create some type of cohesion between the, those spots, and that's why you don't play somebody hard. you know. But God bless the teams that do. I mean, it's beginning to, we're beginning to have two bowl seasons in, in college football, the, the beginning and at the end, because, I mean, you've got, I think it's LSU, Texas. That's one hell of a fucking start. You know what I mean? You get a Miami, Florida. Yeah, granted, it was sloppy as hell, but that's a bold type. That's a bold type atmosphere. That's a bold type game, you know? So you're getting things like that. There's a few more, but I didn't bother to write them down. So big games, Indiana, Ball State. The only reason why I say that is because Indiana isn't great, and Ball State has been known to jump up and bite people. So uh, that could happen. I mean, Indiana's supposedly good. I mean, they have their crossing routes or what have you. Their defense wasn't very good last year. It was solid, but not great. Their offense is what was impressive. I don't know if it's going to be the same way again. I think they have returning players, but who cares? It's Indiana. So I only mention that because that's how weak the rest of the Big Ten's uh, first games are. 
which like I said is fine. Then second, here's a good one. The Battle of the Nerds, Northwestern versus Stanford. This is big. Uh, just because, in my opinion, it's one weak-ass conference going against a team from a weak-ass division. So, like, so we'll see what happens, right? I mean, Stanford needs this game because they need to get on a quick roll because they're going to have Utah and uh, Washington, you know, to compete with, oh, and Oregon this year to compete with for the Pac-12. So Stanford's got to get moving. Um, Northwestern needs it because... Well, I don't even know if Northwestern needs it, to be quite honest. Uh, you could lose four games and still win the West in the Big Ten. This isn't a divisional game. And especially in, like I said, the West, it stinks. So you can do whatever. So, But still, battle the brains, and you want to get the season off to, to a good start. So I would say Northwestern wants it as well. I'm going to say that, uh, I want to say Stanford wins this one. I I'm not a big fan of Northwesterns. I like the head I like the head coach. But other than that, I don't know. Don't really like them. Don't really care. I, they're a nothing. They're really a nothing to me. So, I want to say they lose. Wisconsin's going to play US uh USF. That could be interesting. Uh I don't know. And that, that that'll be uh, depending on where it's played, I think it's going. I think it's played in South Florida, so I think Wisconsin may lose this one, or it's going to be close. Uh, actually, to be quite honest with you, I don't know, man. That's tough because USF has got some some pretty good kids. USF mainly recruits kids that can't get into Florida, Florida State, UCF, and uh, Miami. So that's a lot of kids, though. That's a lot of talented kids that. You know, decide, well, I don't want to be the second quarterback or the second wide receiver. I'll go to USF and start. So they're going to have some good kids. Uh, you know what? I'm going, to go out on the, I'm going to go out on a limb, and I'm going to say USF wins this, only because I don't know uh, Wisconsin's quarterback situation. Is it, you know, what is it? Is it solved? Is it, is it ready to go? Who, is, is there a clear-cut starter? I don't know. And then plus, it's going to be hot down in, in uh, southern Florida, and I do believe that's where it's played. So cramping, uh, big boys trying to push through that heat, ain't going to be good. I want to say that USF wins. Uh, Purdue, Nevada. Purdue is a young and upcoming team. They need to make they need to make some noise because they they kept their head coach. They've got a great wide receiver. They got a good returning quarterback. So and plus they're in the West. If you get the ball rolling quickly in the West, you can you can really then compete with Iowa, who I really think is going to be the one that probably takes it this year in the West. Um, so yeah, Purdue needs this game. Nevada, the only reason why I mention that is because the importance of Purdue winning this game. And Nevada also is a one of those sneaky teams that can come up and bite you in the ass. If you're a low-level power 5 conference team, you have to take Nevada seriously or you'll lose. So I I'm going to say Purdue wins this one. I want to say Purdue's going to be good this year. I think they're going to be semi-impressive in the West that can mean second. Um I think they pull this one out. I think it's going to be close, but I still think Purdue wins by seven. Ten at the most. All right, guys. Now let's get into it. Big game pregame. All right. So we are playing Middle Tennessee State. I think they're the Blue Raiders or whatever. Last year, uh, what were they? Last year they were 8-5. and five. They lost their bowl game. 
Um, but to be quite honest, the losses that they have were to uh, SEC teams, and they're basically the the punching bag for you know you know what they are. They yeah they are the punching bag that all SEC teams use on their bye weeks to beat up on teams to get that cheap win, and I mean they play Georgia, Vandy, Kentucky, and they, I put App State in there only because App State is a high level team that should have beat Michigan State last year, so they have talent. And well, obviously we all remember Appalachia State and what they did to us at the Big House. So they're always a school that has high level talent and actually should be in a bigger conference than what they are. They should make the jump to big-time fo- college football because they always pull the players. Um, but, yeah, they just got mopped. Um, Middle Tennessee State lost, I believe, their starting quarterback and maybe even their running back from last season, and they weren't great. So I don't see how their replacements are going to be any better. I, you know, this big game pregame is going to be light because it's Middle Tennessee State. I mean, I think we're going to win. I Like I said, I think it's going to be 45-17. The only reason why I give them 17 is because I do think that our defense is going to be a little discombobulated at first. They're trying to figure some things out. I could see maybe an interception, um, you know, or a fumble to get in, the, in, in our territory that gets them maybe a touchdown or two. But overall, this thing's going to be done by the third. Shea should be out, and hopefully Dylan McCaffrey's in. Even, heck, let's hope it's over by mid-third. McCaffrey's in for most of the third, half of the fourth, and Milton takes over in closing duty. Let's hope for that. If that's the case, we're, we're winning by a lot. So that's the ultimate best-case scenario for Michigan. Um yeah, we, we should kill this team. I mean, they lost to Georgia last year, 49-7. to Vanderbilt. They lost to Vanderbilt last year, 35-7. to Vanderbilt was 7-7. Seven and seven. Well, they, they finished 8-7. and seven. And they think they won their bowl game? Fuck, I don't know. It's ridiculous. So, it's... I, I just... They're, they're a decently... Decently talented team, I guess. I don't know. They can score 17. They're not going to, you know, fuck, who cares? I mean, it's Middle Tennessee State. If Here's the thing that sucks is that this is a game we need to show up and show out. Like, we need to win 45-17. And I don't see why we shouldn't, but we need to. So people will start taking us seriously. Because trust me, those Harbaugh haters are just waiting for Michigan to have a slow start so they can slam us and keep slamming Harbaugh. See, this new offense isn't working the way it's supposed to. They're not catching on. Uh, the defense is weak. Don Brown's next to get fired. I mean, they have got their bullet points, and they're ready to go. So this week and next week are huge for us. Next week, Army, I'll get into that. That scares me only because... Well, no, I'll get into that next week. No need to talk about Army now. The Blue Raiders, what we're talking about, it should be a cakewalk. We should be done. I mean, starters should be sitting by mid-third. Plain and simple, that's how it should go. Um, yeah, 45-17. I think Shea has two to three touchdowns passing. I think we have Nico. I guarantee Nico Collins is going to be the breakout player of the year. Uh, he's going to have – see now, like, DPJ, Tariq Black – Ronnie Bell, Sanders still. They're all going to have a lot of catches for short yards. They're going to average about 5 to 10 yards per catch, right? Nico, 
may not have as many catches, but he's going to have the most yards per catch. That kid is stealthy. That kid is sneaky fast. He, to me, is Randy Moss. He's going to make a huge difference. Look for Nico to have a big game. I mean, he might make the biggest play of the game this week. That's I'm predicting it. Or we're going to have – I don't know. I want to go. Nico Collins is going to have it. Don't be shocked to see True Wilson – uh, start the game, and also don't be shocked to see Charbonnet come in and get some heavy minutes, some heavy minutes, because I think Christian Turner's too fragile. Uh, then Ben Sumeran, you'll see him towards probably the fourth, because I really expect all the starters to be out there, to be on the sideline relaxing by third quarter. So, but Charbonnet, I hear, is pushing it and pushing people's expectations and pushing the the running backs to work harder. So when a kid like that's already doing it, and from everything you always hear, he's always compared to Ben Mason, so that kid must be a beast in the weight room. So you have a young kid, 6'2", 220, maybe even 230 at this point, running a 4'3", 4'4", whatever it was. With speed like that, that body size, going into the gym constantly, having the mindset that it takes like a Mason, dude, forget it. This kid, True Wilson may get the start, but he's not going to keep it for very much longer throughout this season. We'll see. Maybe Wilson has a fantastic game and Charbonnet gets split time, but Charbonnet is, is the future and he's coming up hard. Um, I think that's really about it, guys. Uh, we went over everything. Like I said, Michigan wins 45-17. Uh, we'll see some good stuff from McCaffrey, hopefully, at Milton. Uh, offensive line should be great. Hopefully Mayfield uh, steps in there and does fantastic because that's the guy I'll be watching. It's, a, it's really sad that we lost Stuber for the year. I mean, we kind of figured that once we found out – the type of injury he had, you know, or how he injured his knee. So we just kind of figured he'd be gone for the year. Sad, but uh, I wish him the best. I, a speedy recovery. The kid is talented, so I, you know, that's a loss. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think everything needs to be said has been said. Uh, we need to kill this team so we keep those Harbaugh haters uh, a little bit quieter. And the, before I go... The reason why these guys are chirping so loud now is because they're scared. The, these Harbaugh haters are seeing what's going on, watching Harbaugh actually change and give over control to an offense, to an updated offense, to another person. That's change, and that scares the hell out of these guys because if Michigan gets over that hump, it's going to make noise, and we're actually going to be the guy at the bar that punches out little nerdy, bald-headed fucks with glasses on that won't shut up about Tennessee and the SEC. We'll be the guy that drags him out by his ears and throws him out of the bar instead of him thinking we turn and run. We're that close. This is it. This is the year we win the Big Ten. This is the year we go to the playoff. If we win... Fine. I'm good with that. But I just want to get to the playoff. We need to win the Big Ten this year. The Big this year is ours. We have to. And this is another reason why we need to do it because this game with Ohio State is huge. It's so big because if we win. So let's say we go into that Ohio State, right, and we kill them. 
We just mop the floor with them. That changes everything from here on out, and I'll tell you why. Because this year alone, we beat them in recruiting, right? We topped them in recruiting this year. They have a new head coach. Kids on the recruiting trail are, okay, yeah, sure, Ohio State's great, we're good, but I don't know about this Ryan Day guy. He's not Urban Meyer. Say Ohio State struggles this season, loses one or two games, don't look good. Because Ryan Day's only coached three games. And if you think Urban Meyer didn't have his hands in all this, you're crazy. All right? You're crazy to think that he wasn't running practices, because I think he was, and he wasn't somehow giving a game plan to Ryan Day during those three games, and they barely beat TCU. Come on, get out of here. Anyways, we plaster them. Kids are going to be like on the recruiting trail. Wait, Ryan Day, they lost one or two games. They got killed by Michigan. We're going to Michigan. If Ohio State and Michigan are on the same level with this kid in his top five, he's going to go to Michigan or over Ohio State if we win this game. If we don't, then it could then it could sh- shut down the whole fucking rush we got going. All the progress could be slowed down or even stopped because they're like, oh, Ryan Day beat Michigan. I guess it really is no drop-off from Urban Meyer. All right, we'll go to Ohio State. We need to beat Ohio State. We need the coaches, to make our boys understand that it's just not words that are being said, that when you say focus, when you say grind, you have to do it. Those are things you live your life on. These aren't just words you read on memes or in Facebook or Instagram inspirational posts. This is a way of life. What I want is I want a whole team filled with Jocko Wilmix. And if you don't know who that is, do yourself a favor and YouTube the video. Video, Jocko Wilnick, good. Just watch it. Understand it. That's what we need. We need a bunch of fucking Navy SEAL motherfuckers to understand what pain is. To really, really 100% embrace the suck. Because if you do that and we endure the hate and we endure the pain and we focus on beating Ohio State each week working better to become the best team we can to beat Ohio State then this team will reach the mountain. We will reach the mountaintop because we put one step, one foot in front of the others and we dealt with the pain, we dealt with the doubt, we dealt with all this and we came out on top because that's what grinding is it's not an inspirational post it's a lifestyle alright That's what it is. Trust me. I raised a son to be this way. He's in the Navy for EOD. He understands bracing suck. This kid is a beast because of great parenting by me and his mother. We helped him understand that inspiration is meant for Instagram. You live. You be who you are. You embrace the suck and you become the inspiration. That's what Michigan has to do. None of this bullshit. We talk tough and then we act weak. So that's it, guys. That's the first of many. Big game, pregame. Guys, take care. I love this show. Thank you so much for the support. Please support. Uh, Tell anybody and everybody who loves Michigan, this is the podcast to listen to. And like I always say, guys, it is great to be a Michigan Wolverine. And always and forever, guys, go blue.